the Ortho PAC, hosted by Sam Dyer. Welcome to the Ortho PAC, where we discuss up-to-date orthopedic topics for the busy clinician. I invite you to sit back and relax as I attempt to fill in the gaps between education, current events, and real-world practice. Welcome, listeners. Today, I have guests David Mandel and Adam Braunscheidel from the OJM Group, which is a financial consulting firm. They have over a 1,000 clients they provide financial advice to, and they have generously agreed to come on the show to discuss some financial topics with us. I'm hoping this will be the first of many. Gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having Great us. Great to have you. Great to have you. I've been wanting to do a financial podcast forever. And just as a background, we are part of the Helio Network, and these gentlemen have posted many lessons and topics on there, and I'd welcome you to look at it, but I was able to reach out to them through that network and found out that they do a lot of work with physicians. So I thought maybe they could help us. So really glad to have you. And FYI for our listeners, I'm generating these questions from a book that they've published, uh, Wealth Management Made Simple, Seven Simple But Not Easy Lessons on Your Investments and Your Wealth. And there's a lot of good information in there. I do have one last term, and I have seen this come up before. I'm not involved in anything like it, but I I just want to know from a financial professional standpoint what you think about it. And that will be the first part of the question. The second part, and I didn't include this, so I'm going to throw you a little curveball so I'll give you a minute to think about it. What do you think about cryptocurrencies? Okay, so the first question is about annuities. What is it? How does it work? Is that beneficial to have in a portfolio? And then the second part on cryptocurrencies. Yeah, so I'll, I'll take the annuity side. Again, it's another investment option. It's a, Annuity really is just a contract between you and an insurance company, and it's typically backed by the full faith and credit worthiness, right? We talked about the credit worthiness on the bond side for some of these companies of that insurance. The insurance company agrees to make payments to you at some point in the future. Typically, David alluded to it on, you know, when you're 65, most of the time it's at that 65 age, but they agree to make some payments to you at a future point. And they, it, it can be a lump sum or it can be a series of payments over some agreed upon period of time. It could be the rest of your life. There's all these different riders and features. You have a husband and wife. It could be single life payment, which is going to be more versus a joint life. Meaning if one of you passes away a year, five, 10 years before the other, you're still going to get some return or income stream. It just be, you know, it's typically cut, cut in half or by a third from what that original amount was when you're both alive. So there's different types of annuities. You can have a fixed annuity. That's really designed to credit a minimum amount of interest annually. You think about the old traditional pension where you get kind of a three or 4% guarantee. That's kind of that fixed annuity structure. Variable annuities give the investor an option to invest in underlying funds. We talked about the index funds. An index annuity, as an example of a variable annuity, it's a form of crediting tied to an index. We see a lot of them tied to the S&P. There's no, some states, there's, there's a massive protection features on on annuities but really i think for us it it can make sense really in in this low interest rate environment one of the biggest challenges of our day-to-day is trying to get income or generate income for folks that need it or retired close to retire you look at the 10-year treasury bond which is the u.s government for you know the maturity is 10 years they pay you some rate over that 10-year period of time it's less than two percent it's been bounced between 1.5 and two percent primarily this year. So 
for every $100,000 you have invested in a 10-year treasury bond, you're only going to get $1,500 to $2,000 of income. That's really not going to, to, to move the needle too much. You know, rewind from my comment earlier about where interest rates were back in the 80s, uh, early 90s, you used to be able to generate a lot more income from, from some of these safer fixed income investments. That's probably a reason why you've seen some more annuities because these insurance companies are take, kind of taking on the risk and there's some things that they do behind the scenes to, to manage that, that capital. One of the downsides for us to an annuity is they're complex and, and just the cost of them. There's typically some upfront commissions of five to 10% on the initial investments. And then you have all the ongoing surrender charges, which means you really can't get out of the product for, for seven to 10 years. Typically every year that surrender fee goes down by about a percent on average. So the fees are typically a lot higher. So you're paying for quote unquote, that guaranteed income stream. And it costs you money or costs you in terms of fees to, to, to be able to access that type of investment. Certainly, we're getting more and more questions from clients about crypto. I have an interest in it myself. You know, cryptocurrency is a digital currency, right, where transactions are verified and records maintained by a decentralized system using cryptography rather than a centralized authority like the Fed, the U.S. Treasury, um, and a dollar. Right. So there are folks listening to this who I'm sure know a lot more about crypto than I do. But I think from a financial professional point of view, it is a interesting and emerging alternative asset with a ton of volatility. Right. We saw Bitcoin, which is the largest example of a, a cryptocurrency. And in the last six months, you know, it had a high over 65,000. It had a low around 35,000. And now it's, you know, as we talked today, it's trading around 45. So, you know, it lost close to half its value in a matter of months. That's tough for people to, to stomach, right? And that, you know, it's one thing when it happens during the onset of COVID in some of the assets, although a lot were not down 50%, you know, they might have been down 20%, 30%. But that hopefully is a once in a lifetime a situation. The last six months, and the downturn of COVID during the fall really didn't correlate to anything that was, you know, hugely impactful on the world other than everything else that's been going on in the world. Really, we can't point to something like March, which was a 2020, which is total shutdown. So my point of all of that, and this is somebody who you know, owns crypto myself, is you have to, if you're going to look at that asset, understand, have some belief in it, have some, do some research, understand, because there's a lot of options out there. You have to, you know, buy it on a, some kind of digital exchange like a Coinbase or a TRX or one of these. Um, uh, and there's probably other ways to do it that I don't even know about. But I think my main point on cryptocurrency for an investor is understand its volatility. And, you know, that the way we look at it for our clients, especially those who are building wealth for the long term with goals, is it can be a small part of the portfolio. It's just probably going to be the most volatile part. And we don't want to be relying on that or a significant part of our retirement, we want to balance it out with more stable assets around it. But it's certainly a, a, a thing of interest, and I'm sure many of your listeners are already uh, investing part of their uh, assets in that. Absolutely. You see a lot of it, and you read a lot of it, and I don't know enough about it. I'm not personally going to invest in something that I understand more about, but thank you for clarifying that because I, I just want people to know. Gentlemen, thank you so much for coming on today. I could talk for hours. Also, David and Adam in OJM Group are offering a free copy of their book, 
the wealth management book I discussed earlier, and we'll provide information for you on how to get that at the end of the podcast. So David and Adam, any last thoughts that you'd like to share with our listeners? I think getting the book, it would be a great uh, next step because it does kind of start with the basics as we talked about today into how to find a financial advisor. If you want one, what are the mod business models out there? I think a big problem that people, you know, prevents them from moving forward is they don't know who to trust in terms of uh, if they're going to work with a professional advisor. And we try to you know, pull back the curtain and explain what the business model is in, what a fiduciary standard is, what a suitability standard is. And so I'd really encourage people to get the book because they can learn on their own and hopefully it can help them move forward for their own benefit. Great. Well, thank you both for being on today. I really appreciate your time and expertise. The options for getting your copy of the book, you can visit the OJM Bookstore. It's ojmbookstore.com and enter the promo code PAOS. That's all caps at checkout. Now, this is for PAOS members. You could also text PAOS to 844-418-1212. And that's for a free copy of the Wealth Management Book produced by OJM Group. Gentlemen, thank you so much for coming on today. I hope we can do more of these down the road. Sounds great. Thanks for having us. And we'd be happy to get back on. Thanks for having us. Thank you for joining the OrthoPAC podcast. Please follow the Physician Assistance in Orthopedic Surgery on social media. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Please subscribe to our podcast. If this has been helpful, please take a moment to leave a review.